Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
start our service with this public confession of faith and baptism. Can we come to this moment and think about what the Word of God teaches us to think about that moment when Jesus himself was baptized there in the Jordan by John? And of course, that moment, the Bible tells us how the Spirit out of heaven shone and said, We know that Jesus did not have to be baptized. He could be baptized as an example of what he was going to do for us. And what our trust and faith in him can bring about in our life that death no longer life, the failure of our sins, and all that can be available for you life in God. And how that can be forgiven and left in that little grave in our dying days. And the grave is we also think about the Bible there, and we come across the New Testament, so we've got to go in there, and we've got that robe, and that Ethiopian is traveling all the way to there, talking about the scriptures. He's been to Jerusalem to worship, and he's been asking about what different passages mean. He could have kept going, that Ethiopian bowed to Jesus, and the Spirit spoke to his heart and said, Look, here's Mark 1. What do you do to make a public confession of faith in Christ and proclaim Jesus as my Lord and Savior? The Bible says the two of them went out of the water and both of them baptized him. And the Spirit did not go away that time and put the Ethiopian down to the holy place of his life, rejoicing. This is something that you and I rejoice in. Rolling death and labor. How this new life. Finally, I think if you think about that moment when Jesus talked to the disciples and said to them, you know, about what he expected of them, what he expected of the church, he said, I want you to go to all the nations, all the lands, all the people, and then to, to proclaim the good news and to baptize them. Here we are, over 2,000 years later, doing the very thing that Jesus commissioned us to do and asked us to do. He said to that new Bible church, go forth and be found faith. Jesus is still here. Today he's still very much alive. He's still doing his thing. But until then, we need to keep confessing his name, be lifting up the gospel as both heaven and lower. Roman gains faded upon your 
taking on a whole new life. And I'll tell you all of that to say to you that if you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's kind of like going to a new kingdom. It's kind of like coming to a new place. We may not know very much about it, but it does mean that you take on a new life. In that new world, there is not a gift, it's the dwelling of the person by the Holy Spirit. We will talk about the Holy Spirit
we think about the doing, the spirit of the Lord uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit in our life. Let me say that if you became a new Christian, Dr. Jacob, that I'm heaven, Dr. Jacob, of this morning, all of you that accepted Christ, your Lord and Savior, if you became a new Christian, listen to this, we receive a new life where the mind is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Listen to uh, verses 5 and 7. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, and those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind of the flesh is death, but to set the mind of the Spirit is life. For the mind that is set in the flesh is hostile towards God, it does not submit to God at all, indeed it cannot. We said last week in Colossians, as we were talking about you know, that cross-shaped life and uh, submitting our life to, to that mindset, that there's really two kinds of mindsets that we can live by. We can live by what we call a earthly mindset, or we can live by a heavenly mindset. Now, the earthly mindset is what the Bible calls a carnal mindset. In other words, it's of this world. It, it's a temporary existence, a thought, or a moving approach. It's, it's all about me, 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 me. But the heavenly mindset is the mindset that lives with the mindset of Christ. It says, Christ lives in me, not my will. Christ over and over again says, I come to do the will of the Father. That's the Christ mindset. Now, if you were to look at Romans 3, Luke 3, verses 10 and 11, you find that Paul also says this about this, that God is righteous, no not one, no one understands, and no one really seeks God. In other words, Romans 3, Romans chapter 1 lays out a very Specific word, I think that word for us today, for the world today, is just how different it is. Romans chapter 2 is real strong in that. And Romans 3 begins to pick up and to tell us, you know, even we as Christians don't do what we have to do because it just is against our nature. And it's really no one's righteous. In other words, it's a battle. It's a battle to live in the heavenly mindset. It's a battle to live with the Christian sort of. If you go on and read Romans 7, get that part of the book of Romans, the letter of Romans, Paul gets rather personal. Matter of fact, Paul says, you can use me as an example. You can use me as a good example. As a matter of fact, Paul says, the things that uh, I ought to do, I don't do. Anybody feel like like doing it? There's all all of us that do it. The things we should do, we don't do. And then he says, the things, what? about it this week, and uh, I've come across it in some way that, and 
Yeah. But 
So the battle is all about Satan. And let me just say, it's easy to settle in the life. It's easy to miss what God wants for you, to not see the hand of God at work in your life. I think really one of the great examples of this is on the hill that has in the Old Testament. Your faith in the things of your mouth 
said in the nature of this world. Listen, the love of this world, the love of the faith of this world, the faith of this world, and the senses by which you even view of what they can affect you. In other words, they're not going to fit your God and what you to do. There's this error in the common mindset. There's this, uh, this error. Spirit is to be motivated by the Spirit of God. 
distinguished the hand between the saved and the unsaved. For the unsaved, they don't have the incredibility of the Spirit. And so all they know is what? Is what they have. And there's nothing in that to say, oh, well, you know, I feel it. You see, that little example is, is really the way it is to be lived out in all areas of our life. I said to you last week, there's nothing wrong with the way of life. Nothing wrong with the being faithful to the God's blessing. It's long as the blessing of life is what is surrendered to the Lord. As long as what God has given us is intended to be used to the glory of God and to the good of God. Gives us power to victory 
the words flowed in the way in which he referred to it. It said, you know, he was once white, poor, he was once dead in this world, but now he put on immortality because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we said it last week. Sometimes folks will say, well, I feel sorry for so-and-so and so-and-so, but the first one will be received. But it just doesn't seem fair that God would say, you can't live that way, you can't do these things. Dear friend, when you go down that road, and you begin to say that a sin in the Bible is always because people just by nature live that way, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of the Lord, which is good and acceptable and perfect. God says, you are presented to your own body, and you will live in sacrifice. You don't think that you've done your sin
people who accept him. Maybe this is for us in here one day. Listen to this from the Thank you. 
We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you, and we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.